Okay, people. Um, doing a little impromptu. Silver and gold. Episode. I don't even know if this is going to be a formal episode or not. Uh, I thought I would just jump back on here and uh, do a little recording. But of course, it has been a little bit more difficult than that because I have not updated uh, my computer in so long and uh, my recording uh, app um, basically had a whole new um, let's see what's going on here and um, it had a whole new um, A new uh, app, or not a new app, but a, a whole bunch of updated shit. Um, so I had to do that. Last, oh, I would say half hour, 45 minutes after bringing up the uh, all the new updated stuff, I hit record and nothing would work. And it kept saying that it could not. Uh, uh, discover the uh, recording device or something like that and I couldn't figure it out and couldn't figure it out and couldn't figure it out well I had um, my what I thought was my microphone <laughs> plugged into a USB jack but it, it actually uh, was the wrong USB uh, plug and um, I plugged in my uh, GPS which I was trying to update and I thought it was my microphone so I couldn't figure out why that wouldn't work so then when I discovered uh, what I had done I plugged in the microphone and it still wouldn't work and so I had to switch some USB ports uh, my wireless mouse I had to switch that uh, to the uh, other USB port and then put the microphone in the one that that one was in and it worked and just basically had to close out the app and bring it back up and now I'm on here and I haven't been on Skype on this computer but, um, he hadn't done an episode in in a year and um, you know there's been a lot of stuff going on <clears throat> but um, so anyway that's about how long it's been since this computer has been used for anything and it's really slow anyway it's old and slow it's a you know a Dell and it's Windows so um, 10 and when I did that it screwed up um, a, well I wouldn't say it screwed up the apps but the apps there's specific uh, um, ones or specific updates for 10 and so maybe they won't work on 7 so cause the one that I usually used that was old faithful uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't work anymore but you know what honest to God maybe it did work maybe it was just that whole thing with not having the uh, the headphones plugged in uh, or the USB jack not working for the headphones and then having to switch them over couple of different things that were screwed up so anyway right now I'm updating my Skype which I haven't used in forever and uh, haven't been on there forever haven't used it and uh, again just testing out some things and making
with the uh, headphones and everything because I wasn't sure if the new mic that I had bought uh, toward the end of our last recordings was working. It might have been, but uh, it might have needed switched over to the other USB port like this like this headset but since everything came up and working when I had the headset in and I started talking I figured well what the hell might as well leave it in and and just use this uh, I did a sound test and it sounded okay um, but anyway I didn't have anything specific uh, to talk about so we'll just kind of muddle along here and tell you what's been going on and everything uh, since the last recording one major problem was um, I went on vacation and um, I don't know I think it was something that had been uh, kind of happening over a period of time for a long time through injuries and you know lifting weights and stuff heavy weights and stuff like that uh, I knew I, I had and I know to the podcast times over uh you know the years that we did it where my back would you know go out and i'd miss like uh you know a week of work or something like that and it'd be really bad and going to the chiropractor and all that crap well it had the i, I don't know if i would say the big blowout but hopefully there won't be uh a worse uh, thing I'm sure there could be, but hopefully it won't be worse than what it was at the tail end of last year. Um, all leading up to going on vacation, my back was just getting really stiff and kind of bothering me. I remember um, just you know trying to stretch it out, bend over and touch your toes and, and try and stretch your back out and everything. And um, it's you know, like I said, I've been through that before, so I, I wanted to make sure before I went on vacation that everything was cool. Um, and what, what I think this was the last time. What one thing that was funny was, is that um, I had a root canal done uh, right before I went on vacation. So I was like, Jesus Christ, this is this is uh, this is wonderful. Um, so they had to numb everything up and that was the one where uh, I can't remember if I, maybe I talked about this but like I said it's been a year um, I went up to have it done and the dentist uh, the guy looked like he was my god to me you know because you'll you'll find this out um, through your years that the older you get um, people that are younger look like Babies. I mean, they look like little kids almost, or like high school kids. Uh, and that's the same with like with women, um, where you know you'll see a, a a hot girl, you know, whether it's at the mall or wherever you're at, somewhere uh, shopping or whatever, and you'll be like, oh my god. But then you know, look at her face. And at my age, it's just like, oh my God, she looks like a kid. Well, that's the way this dentist looked to me. When I went in there, the guy came out, and I mean, he looked like he was about, you know, 16 years old to me. But anyway, um, he did a really good job. Uh, I had had a root canal before and uh, and had my wisdom tooth. I think that's what it was on this one, too. I think I had... Uh, eh. 
Actually, this one, I think I just had a root canal. It's been so long ago now, I can't even hardly remember. Um, but, no, I think it was. It was the, um, it wasn't a root canal. It was either, I think I had a wisdom tooth extracted and the root canal because the wisdom tooth was pushing against the good tooth and it decayed it. So that's what had happened. And um, the time before when I had my wisdom tooth out, I mean, the guy had to take it out in like nine pieces. It took forever. Uh, I had never had that before, so I didn't know to tell him to break back there to hold my mouth open. And uh, I just remember getting exhausted and him, it took forever. And, and just remembering the, how miserable it was. And I went up to this young guy, and he went in, and I had the full expectation of having the exact same thing. And the worst part about it was when he numbed it. Um, he said, you know, okay, you're going to feel a little stick here and a little stick there. And I'm like, you know, okay, I've had this before, you know. And you feel a little burn and a little prick, but it doesn't. it's not really that bad. But then he goes, okay, now, he goes, this is the big one. He goes, I'm putting it... Uh, right by the nerve and he stuck that needle in and I'm telling you what I swear to God I'm surprised I didn't bend the damn arms off the fucking chair it was it was awful and he I winced and he was even like man I'm sorry and I'm like no it's okay you know because you know that it's going to once that it's just for that split second but it's going to, uh, you know, it's a painkiller or whatever, and they're numbing it, so it's it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna, it's not something that's gonna linger. But holy shit, I mean, I almost had like tears come. Basically, did have almost like my tears come to my eyes. It hurt so fucking bad. But then I'm thinking, okay, God, let's get this over with. It's gonna take forever. Blah 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 blah. This guy pulled that fucking tooth out in like two seconds. And it was it was impacted. I mean, he had to cut and get back in there and grab a hold of it. And I mean, it just, I thought, oh, God, this is going to take forever. And he goes, okay, we're done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the funny thing was um, I had gotten on, I don't know if it was Tubi or maybe it was on Netflix or something, and they had a documentary. And after the fact, I started thinking, you know, I wonder if this says that there's something to this, uh, where they were talking about this, you know, about the dental procedure of having a root canal. And the whole point of the documentary was is that there were dentists and people that um, had a theory that, um, and the theory goes like this, any kind of operation that a doctor does, if there is an infection or something like that, they want to remove all of the infection. And when they do a root canal, basically what they're doing is they're, they're taking that root out. They drill in there and they basically burrow it out. And then they fill that hole with, you know, whatever the shit is that they put in it. And then you're good to go. And these dentists that have this theory said that, um, you know, it's the only time that you do a surgery where you're leaving the diseased, um, 
the diseased uh, appendage in uh, and it's it's basically dead that tooth there's nothing there anymore it's just basically they're they're leaving your natural you know tooth but it doesn't have a nerve in it anymore and their theory was that when they do that that the, the guy said there's no 100 there's no way to 100 percent uh, get all the crap out of that tooth that is um, that is bad um, you know I don't know what the percentage was but even if there's just a little bit left in there uh, and so then you're you are packing it over with all this shit and then putting the person on antibiotics or whatever and um, but their theory is that because you're leaving that in there that that uh, whatever is the disease part or the infected part or whatever in, that's still left in there uh, can cause you to have a lot of physical ailments anywhere from back pain to uh, you know severe headaches all all different kinds of things because they were talking about like mapping nerve clusters and everything and you're and you are um, that they've never been able to it's like when they say like okay uh whether it's a massage therapist or an acupuncturist or something like that okay if i press here on your hand or on your neck it'll affect you know something down in your leg or whatever you know and when i started watching it i actually turned the documentary off because i thought okay this is fucking stupid you know i don't it's kind of it sounds like almost like quackery or whatever but i had that too but but the thing is about that uh, I was gonna say <laughs> that maybe there was something to it because I st I was having all these back problems. But if I remember correctly, going back, like I said, I was having uh, the back problems before, and I, but you know I had a, another wisdom tooth cut out a long time ago, and a root canal, and I had fallen off of an exercise ball in the gym at one time, and I think kind of got everything twisted or out of alignment and all this and that um went to the beach and the entire time i was there like i said i, I was having a, you know just really bad stiffness i remember even being in a restaurant and saying oh my god these chairs are so uncomfortable i can't even hardly sit there i'd be sitting sideways uh and i remember actually doing that at work too and I could tell a lot of times when my back would start giving me problems that I would be sitting at work and not sitting correctly, kind of sitting sideways on one hip instead of the other and all this and that. And um, when I was there, I did a lot of exercise, walked a lot on the beach and on the, um, you know, just around the little neighborhood area and everything that we stay at. Uh, love, you know, going down there. And... and um, but coming back, um, riding back, of course, you know, you just want to get home. So we didn't stop. We stopped like a couple, you know, a few times, a couple times to get gas and maybe get something to eat. But we basically powered through it and, uh, you know, drove all the way back. And then uh, uh, with minimal amount of getting out of the car. So that probably didn't help at all. And then I had to go pick up my dogs the next day at the kennel. And that was when Chief uh, was in pretty bad shape. And he had, um, 
like getting like if he laid down like sometimes he couldn't get back up and when I went to pick him up I had to lift him up into the back seat of the car and then when I have like a it's almost like a big hammock thing that hooks on the headrest of the back seat goes down the ba the back of the back seat across the the seat part and then it goes up on the front and you hook hook it around the uh, headrest on the front seat so it makes like a hammock so they can't get down on the floor of the back seat well when i'm driving home i start hearing him moaning you know he when he got down and he couldn't get back up he would just start like you know like like moaning you know or like basically yelling and um i looked in the back seat and i'm like I see Mary sitting back there and I'm like where the hell is he at I don't see him and I knew he was in a car so I finally got home and I, I knew he, he somehow had gotten down on the floor underneath this thing and he couldn't get back up so I'm like oh my god and he's just wailing you know so I get home it wasn't that far of a drive but you know the entire time I'm like I, I there was a car behind me and I'm on this country road there's nowhere to pull off and when I got home, I put Mary inside the fence, and I go to get him out, and his head, I don't know how he did it, if he was trying to get up, his head was under the front seat, and his body was in the little uh, floor well there on the, in the back seat, and it was like stuck, and I couldn't get him out of there. So anyway, I had to, I didn't want to hurt him, and I didn't know if it would hurt him to move the seat up but i i kind of felt around and i could tell you know it was just the way he was wedged in there so i moved the seat up and then i could get him out but i had to lift him up out of the seat and i i just vaguely you know remember thinking oh my god you know when i pulled him out of there that it made my back hurt and i had a hard time standing up and everything well then after that it started and i really you know to make a long story short uh, went to was going to the emergency room I think like four times at one hospital uh, they were giving me uh, morphine shots and a steroid shot every time but it it wouldn't do any good I was having these horrible spasms that would just come on me so bad that I couldn't stand it and um, I couldn't lay down comfortably on my on either side on my back or on my stomach I couldn't uh, sit I had to have my sister and brother-in-law go buy me a fucking recliner because uh, and then th when they when they brought it to me I thought oh god now this, this probably won't even help but when I sat in the recliner it actually I could sit in it and it would be you know give me some comfort to where I could at least rest a little bit and um, but the bad thing was um, these spasms would come on, you know, and it was just awful. Uh, go down and, you know, into my groin and in my leg and everything. And, and, um, I was on crutches and I would get up on these crutches and just, you know, my house is small and I would just like, you know, walk around from one bedroom to the next, to the kitchen, around the living room, make a big loop on these crutches, just trying to get it to, loosen up and I'm, I'm just like basically laying on these crutches almost and there were times where you know I'm just I'm like you know please loosen up please 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 because it hurt so bad and sometimes it would and then it got to where it just wouldn't and my sister was staying with me because I couldn't do anything had to get a uh, 
a railing thing to put around the toilet. <laughs> I mean, this is how bad it was. I know we joke about everything, you know, in silver and gold. But um, I couldn't sit on the toilet. I had to brace myself on the arms of this thing. And then um, it was almost impossible to wipe with my, you know, I'm right-handed. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And so I had to use my left hand, and it was horrible. Then I couldn't bend down to pull my shorts and my underwear up. Uh, I had to get a uh, medical chair to put in the shower uh, to sit on because I couldn't stand up, and then I couldn't hardly do anything. I mean, I would just get in there and sit on that thing, and it was miserable just even sitting on it. Uh, the hot water kind of loosened it, would loosen it up a little bit, but you know, those were just things that would just barely touch it. Um, I'm trying to think all the other stuff. Oh, the the grabber things you see old people grabbing cans off the shelf with and everything. I've got three of those now. I haven't used them lately, but I mean, there for a while I I was using them constantly because I like to to like pull my when I would go to the bathroom I had to keep one in there so I could pull my underwear up in my shorts, um, and um, you know just basically it it taught you what it was like to be in chronic pain. Uh, chronic horrible pain I was probably sleeping an hour to maybe an hour and a half a day for I don't know two months maybe and that really messes with your you mentally I mean I would just I was so depressed uh, I would just start crying for no you know no reason you know you just I just felt helpless and like I said my sister stayed with me uh, both my sisters and my mom came and stayed with me um, there was times where I would go to the emergency room and my sister would be pushing me in a wheelchair and I would just be in misery you know but practically bending the arms on the wheelchair you know because it hurt so bad and again they would just I never at the one hospital I went to never saw an MD that I would go to the emergency room they would give me a morphine shot it wouldn't do anything uh, give me a steroid shot you know I don't know if that did anything or not but it didn't seem like it so went to um, the last time uh, I wouldn't say the last time I went to the doctor but the last time I had to go to the emergency room my mom was staying with me and at like three o'clock in the morning she was sleeping and those spasms hit me so bad and they just would not go away and I you know I didn't want to wake anybody up or anything but I couldn't stand it and I like punched punched the wall and I was cussing so loud so I called my sister because my mom you know can't drive at night and um, um, and I think she had taken like a I don't know what like uh, one of those sleeping things or whatever and uh, I called my sister and and she said by the time I get there she you know she goes call the ambulance so we call the ambulance well I live right on the edge of this county and um, so when the ambulance came they took me to the county I live in's hospital uh, we were going to this other county's you know the the other hospital was in the other county but I'm I was actually kind of seemed like I was closer to it anyway and it's newer uh, the one that that uh, they the ambulance took me to is an older hospital and it closed down not too long after we were there but um, when I went there, there was actually a uh, MD there, 
in the emergency room and he came in and he uh, sent me in for a cat scan and he said well i see a bulging disc uh, the other place never did anything i think they x-rayed me and that was about it um, said they didn't see anything it's probably you know sciatica and all this shit so they were basically almost just like saying well you know just take some ibuprofen or whatever and you know of course they don't want to give you pain medication because of all the people that are hooked on pain medication so they would give you the morphine shot but I mean that didn't it didn't do anything uh, so then that doctor did the CAT scan and they put me in the ambulance and took me up to the university uh, the hospital up in Morgantown and they did an MRI and we were there like from at the hospital that time from three o'clock in the at night till six o'clock in the evening the next day and they did the MRI and they did some uh, other you know uh, uh, not an echocardiogram but a you know what I'm talking about like that um, and the guy, after all that time, uh, the MD never came back in, but I don't know if it was a physician's assistant or who did. He kept going looking for him, and then finally after, he said, you know, I'm going to try and go find him and get the results so we can get you guys out of here. And he came back, and he goes, we don't see anything. And I'm like, you don't see anything? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I was pissed, you know. My sister was pissed. My mom was pissed. And at that exact time, when I was in the hospital all that that day my uncle my dad's dad passed away in his sleep and um you know that uh, they my mom didn't want to tell me but i overheard them talking outside it, you know it was funny because you know they said to all the you know don't tell me because i've upset enough as it is and you know have enough on my plate i missed about three months of work and um so that's another reason why you know you hadn't gotten a show for a long time not the only reason but um but it was funny because you know my mom was just talking 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 she's probably upset too i'm sure and uh it wasn't uh i wasn't even in like a room room it was it was like a curtain and you know they said don't don't tell me you know that, about my uncle but right right outside the room and was on her cell phone talking and i heard her say you know that my dad's brother who we were really close to you know all my life uh had passed away in his sleep but we got to a um a um spine doctor over at the uh, place that had the emergency room um uh, that to me you know just handled it like let's get you in here and get you out of here you know the nurse was even like every time i would go in when she would be wheeling me out at two o'clock in the morning she was like oh my god i feel so bad you know you're leaving in as much pain as what you know i was like yeah, you feel bad uh, but we went to the spine doctor, and as soon as he looked at that MRI, he said, you have a herniated disc, it's pushing against this nerve cluster, or against this nerve, and that's what's causing all your problems. And um, so, and, and again, when I said, you know, about not doing the show and everything, uh, it was, it's just hard sitting in a, at that time, sitting in a, like a desk chair, or any kind of chair that's not the, my recliner. Um, that's the one good, you know, about the COVID thing is I've uh, been teleworking from home and I have a laptop so I can just sit in my recliner and it's, you know, easy on my back. And, and uh, uh, but 
this uh, spine doctor uh, he said well we're gonna make you an appointment to get uh, uh, the, a nerve block uh, and he goes after you have that he goes it'll be immediate relief and um, so they made the appointment it was like over like over a month after I had was just there uh, his people made this appointment so then they made an appointment for a follow-up and I went back for the follow-up and I, I walked in there I'm like you know in a wheelchair I'm like Quasimodo I'm in you know so much pain as soon as I get in the waiting room um, you know I had to, had to lay down on the on the table and I you know couldn't put I'd have to have like one leg up and when he'd have me sit up and stand up and everything he goes oh my god he goes I thought you would be in after the nerve block I thought you would be in way better you know condition he goes you're you're worse than what you were and I and we were like I haven't seen anybody yet <laughs> the, they made the appointment I said the, the appointment is like 30 days from now it I think it it was like they were so busy or something that even after that uh, they waited like two weeks for me to do like the follow-up appointment but the actual appointment to have the nerve block when I went back for the follow-up wasn't for like 30 more days and I told that doctor right then and there I said I'm gonna tell you something right now I said I don't think I can make it another 30 days I said I'm in so much pain uh, that I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out and I and I wasn't joking and I wasn't it wasn't like hyperbole to get them to do something I was literally sitting there at times thinking I'm gonna fucking get my pistol and I'm gonna fucking shoot myself because it uh, and, and a, a lot of, okay first of all the pain was just horrific it was horrible uh, but not being able to sleep only being only sleeping like you know an hour a day uh, for like a couple of months uh, can really fuck your head up so he goes I'm going to call over there right now and get you in there you know stat and uh, there are certain medications that I'm taking for my heart he said you're gonna have to stop taking this one this one and this one he goes usually they want you to be off of it five days but he said uh, when you go home stop taking those medications he goes uh, he goes I think three days will be fine and I'm gonna get you in there uh, you know you'll go off those for three days and then on the fourth day you're gonna I'm gonna have you get 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 you in there so anyway I went in for that shot and that was at least light at the end of the tunnel and everything and uh, I, I just remember my sister taking me to like Walmart to get a prescription filled and I would sit in the car and while she was in there and those spasms hit me so bad in the car I was just you know sitting in the car and people walking by were probably like what the fuck is wrong with this guy because i was just like jesus fucking christ please come out please come out please come out please come out and she got in the car and she goes she goes uh how is everything i said i'm telling you right now i said give me one of those you know what well we had to go i said give me one of those pills right now and give me something to fucking drink because i i'm i can't stand it and she goes oh my god you know so anyway went in to get the um uh, the nerve block and that was a hoot because first of all you know just even having to wait I was in just you know almost curled up like a fucking uh, like a tight fist you know um, and I went into that thing and they just basically you lay on on your stomach on this table uh, like a you know medical thing table or whatever and you know they they 
have my pants pulled down you know I was fully clothed it wasn't like you put on a gown or anything and they, they just kind of pulled my pants down you know I guess below my butt or whatever and um, they had you know some kind of a thing where he was he was looking at the MRI you know this guy's like a specialist or whatever and everything at the pain clinic and um, I don't know he, he marked like two dots on my back and he was telling me everything he was doing and he said okay you know I'm going to you know numb you now and so he did that and it, like I said with the tooth thing when some when you get a shot like the flu shot or something like that you know and they say it's a little prick you're going to feel a little you know stick or whatever like that and that's all it was and uh but then <laughs> it was the big one um uh, he said um okay you know I want to I can't implore to you enough now that you do not move at all he goes this is going to be a jolt he goes you're going to feel a jolt down your left leg and um, I'm like okay you know because um, he said I'm putting this right by the nerve and um, I guess I don't know if it's like a steroid or what it was and um, I had just went uh, a couple days ago and I got a flu shot I got a tetanus shot and I got a shingles shot. I got two of them in one arm, which was the flu shot and the shingles shot. And then in the other shoulder, they gave me the uh, tetanus shot. And, uh, you know, like I said, when they say oh, they're going to give you a little stick, that usually, it doesn't bother me. Um, and um, he started well what the the guy that did the flu shot, I was telling him about getting this nerve block shot. And he goes, well, you know, when it's like, like I said, I think it was a steroid. Uh, they use a bigger gauge needle, plus they're going right by that nerve, just like what the guy did with the tooth and how bad that hurt when he went right by the nerve to numb it. He put this shit in there, and holy fucking shit. I felt like Harvey Keitel in The Duelist took his saber and ran it into my fucking spine and then was moving it around. And every time he would squeeze that fucking shit in there, because he, he would do, I guess, a little bit, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more, I almost did a goddamn rever like a back bend laying on my stomach on that fucking table. And I mean to tell you, again, talk about like tears coming to your eyes. I was like, holy fucking shit. But so I get back to, uh, you know, took me in a wheelchair, put me back in the car. And the woman said, "You're." She goes, "In just a few hours, she goes, you're, you're, you're going to go numb." And um, she goes, "You're going to start feeling some relief immediately." You know, like after a couple hours, whatever. And, but she said, "You know, your your leg's probably going to go numb." And and my leg still now goes numb if I sit for too long, like on my motorcycle or at work or something like that. I have to get up and walk around and do these stretches phys physical therapy stuff that they had me doing um, but that kind of numbness it's like when your hand goes to sleep when I got home and was getting out of my sister's car I thought she meant that kind of numbness and it only took like you know it took about maybe uh, half hour 20 minutes to, to get back to my house from the hospital uh, the kind of numbness she was talking about, I had my crutches, and as soon as I stood up out of the car, I just went straight down on the ground. 
my left leg was a wet noodle it was like it was paralyzed when somebody ha is paralyzed you don't feel anything and you have no control or anything so you know I'm, I'm telling my sister you know i'm dead on the ground i'm dead on the ground and uh i just kind of sat on my leg and i was worried that i might have damaged my leg because all my weight i mean it was no control just went straight down on my bended leg and uh so she you know i with her help you know i got up on my crutches and then once i knew that you know i could i basically was dragging my leg you know but i could do the crutches got in and uh ever since then if it, it it helped a lot and then you know enough that i started going to physical therapy twice i think at first i was going three times a week um and was doing that and uh then once i got at first i couldn't hardly do anything you know they'd have you basically lay on your stomach and uh and do like a push-up with your hands but leave your torso and everything and your legs on the ground and i couldn't even go up you know just maybe like a, a couple of inches and i told her i said i this is this is high as i can go and i mean you know, i'm strong i lift weights and everything all the time and she goes well just do what you can do and everything and um then eventually it got to where i could you know do all the stuff and and i was paying like i think like 30 with insurance like 35 bucks every time i went there and, and i started thinking i'm like okay i can do and and i bought an, an exercise bike one of the ones where you're sitting down but your legs are like out in front of you i bought one of those on amazon and uh they were having me ride that bike and, and i'm like i can do all this at home you know why keep it? the girl was super nice uh there was two girls there that were super nice and um good looking too the one smelled really good <laughs> but anyway um once i was like okay i can do this at home you know i just told i called him and told him i said you know i think i'm good and then i went back to the spine doctor and he was like how you doing everything and i could bend down and touch my toes i could do almost like standing up bend back you know real far and he goes he goes you're good he goes i said there's you don't, i don't need to come back he goes you're you're i mean i still had a certain amount but he goes you're on your way now he goes within a, a month or two a couple of months he goes you're going to be back to normal and so I, I basically am i sold my one motorcycle my big one the super tenor a because and i probably jumped the gun on that maybe a little bit i i sort of have a little bit of pangs of you know maybe i should have waited but i had some people you know telling me you know maybe you should you know i rode it a few times and my leg would go numb and then it's set up really high because it's kind of like the the bikes that you and mcgregor rode in a long way round uh his they were bmws but they're adventure tourers they're big bikes with big engines but they sit up high so you can go over rocks and things like that and um i couldn't hardly if i rode it when i got back i couldn't hardly get off of it i, I had a hard time getting on it and then when i and then when i got back and my leg had gone numb and my back would start bothering me it was hard to get off the bike so i was gonna ride it uh up to the dealership and get it inspected and that's about a 20 minute ride i think 
no, more than that, maybe like half hour. And I rode it up there, which is mostly interstate. And by the time I got there, I couldn't even hardly get off the damn thing. And I, I was uh, talking to the guy that was doing the inspection, and uh, I said, you know, do they, do they buy? you know uh, used bikes and stuff and he goes yeah and I said well I said honest to God I said I can't hardly get off and on this thing because and I had told him about my back and uh, he went and got the sales manager and he came out and um, uh, he looked at it went in got the figures and everything and he, they gave me like five grand for it and it was a 2012 uh, and uh, I loved that bike ran perfect I mean it, it at the time uh, the seat position was the best that I ever had. You set up straight, and the handlebars were perfect and everything. I would have kept that bike forever. Uh, but, um, you know, I just was thinking, you know, okay, I've been riding now for 20 years. I've never had a wreck. I've never had knockwood, knockwood, uh, any problems or anything like that. And, uh, the, you know, he was giving me a good deal on it. And they, he just went and wrote a check, and they gave me a ride home. Um, and the funny thing was, to give uh, one of the guys that worked for him um, was going to give me a ride in this in his in the dealership's pickup truck. And when he comes to get me, he says, "Okay," he goes, "I got to tell you," he said, um, uh, "Say the guy's name, Sam." He said, "You know, Sam's going to give you a ride home." He said, "But uh, the one thing is, he goes, he's deaf." And uh, so, you know, I just want to let you know. And we got in the truck and started riding back. And I started thinking, okay, he didn't have a GPS or anything up on the dash or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, how the fuck is he going to know <laughs> where, where to take? Uh, the guy had written down the, the address. But, you know, it was it's interstate most of the way. But once you get off the interstate, you're going back on these country roads and stuff. And... I just was sitting there thinking, okay, how am I going to tell him? So um, it was easy. I mean, it was no problem or anything as, as we were going. Once When we got to a stop sign, I would just point in the one direction or whatever. And uh, if there was no stop sign but he had to make a turn, I would just, you know, hold my hand up like, you know, okay, you know, slow down or whatever and, and then make a left here or whatever like that. So we didn't have any problems there. Like I said, I, I missed that bike. I, I still get on the... Um, on um, Cycle Trader, I'm always on Cycle Trader or Auto Trader or something like that, looking for diff you know new things or whatever. I still have um, this little bike. It's a Honda CB uh, 300 uh, F. It's a naked kind of a sport bike. It's like a starter bike that you know if somebody wanted to learn how to ride. And um, um, so here lately, but it's it's got a really short seat height. It's really super light, too. It only weighs maybe, you know, 250 pounds, maybe a little bit more than that. Whereas that other bike was, you know, I don't know, those cruisers that I was riding were like seven, 700, 800 pounds. And that Super Tenere was probably 600, 600 pounds or something like that. So, you know, it would have been hard, like if I would have... Uh, not wrecked. I mean, wrecked, or if I would have uh, just happened to 
put my foot down and there was gravel at a stop or something and it fell over i would i i i would have had a hard time picking it up you know there's ways to pick up a motorcycle they show you and you just use your legs and like i said i'm you know pretty strong so i can i know how to do it right plus just lifting it up it's like nothing but with my back it would be you know messed up this one i can grab a hold of these handles on the around the back seat and pick it up you know with my hands so been riding that um but you know again after about an hour my leg starts kind of getting a little numb so it's like okay it's time to go you know go home and when i get off of it i walk like fred sanford uh for a little bit until i can get in the house to stretch but so that was you know a pretty bad experience all the way around and um at that time again uh my dog chief was oh my god I, like 17 years old i think and he was having a lot of problems and then uh with my back being messed up and everything uh, there there it just got worse and worse and worse if he laid down he couldn't get up uh and once i got him up and set him up on his feet he was okay he could walk around and everything but he could only turn to the little uh, i think to the right uh or no i think he could only turn to the left he couldn't turn to the right so i don't know if he had had a stroke or what and um and then sometimes i would i would put him outside and um i'm trying to remember i think he could he i can't remember if he couldn't go down the steps he definitely couldn't get back up them and there's only like three steps and then there were several times where he would go under the side porch and lay down and he couldn't get up and there's a space about um i don't know maybe like two feet wide where you can get under the porch the one time my niece had to go under there and get him out and uh, then there was one time where there once you know of course um uh, i was doing better um once i was doing better you know i didn't have anybody staying with me my, my sister would come over you know on the way home from work or something and bring me some food and stuff like that but she didn't stay overnight or anything and like i said when he would go under when he would lay down and he couldn't get up he would bellow really loud so when i um put him outside he, there was a couple times and this was like that last winter where it just rained constantly and it was so soggy and muddy and shitty out and he went under the porch when nobody was here and he went under there and laid down and couldn't get up i had to go out there and i'm a pretty big dude you know and i had to crawl on my stomach in this fucking dirt and mud <laughs> and get him out you know pull him out of there and then um i'm trying to think what what when it was if it was in january or february or something i can't remember i think it was february because a thing came up on the facebook you know it was like an anniversary thing and um he was in the house with me and mary would just go outside like normal and she was worried i could tell she was worried about him she would like try and wake him up he would sleep so sound that i thought he was dead like i don't know how many times and i would have to shake him i would be like you know say his name and everything and he wouldn't even stir or anything and i would go oh my god he's dead and i would like go over and just like nudge him and even that he wouldn't wake up at first and do it like three or four times i was like jesus christ he's you know he he died and he was he would finally he would just wake up and look at me like you know why are you waking me up so he was inside with me sleeping and i was like watching tv and um 
I think I went to it was like all night long. I mean, it was like 12 hours or something like that. And I'm like, he, he, you know, he needs to get up and go outside and go to the bathroom. So I woke him up and he looked at me and I could tell his eyes, there was like something, his eyes were weird. And um, he couldn't get up. So then when I, I kind of helped him, you know, he could, I, I didn't help him up. I Like I usually could just put my hand under his head and just give him a little start and he, he would get up. He couldn't get up at all. So I picked him up and set him on his feet and I knew there was something wrong. Um, he would have his front legs out to the side like, and, and he couldn't stand up and he kept, he would just uh, throw his head back and just fall over. And I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? You know, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? So I picked him up and I took him outside and I set him in the in the grass off the sidewalk, and he couldn't stand up. And um, as soon as he would stand up, he would just like almost like arch his back to the side as far as he could with his head up in the air and just like almost like throw himself back and he would just you know fall over. <coughs> Excuse me, that was the cough button again. I. Um, Finally, I stood him up, and I stood on either side in between my legs, and held, you know, had him like balanced in between my legs, and he peed. And I was like, okay, well, you know, okay, at least he went to the bathroom. And I went and got, and um, he was laying down out there, and I went and got him some food. And I got a, um, it's a thing that the uh, the dentist gave me. This like a syringe thing but it's plastic so you can squirt water like if you get your wisdom tooth out you can squirt water back in the warm water back in that hole uh, when you get your wisdom tooth cut out to get food particles and stuff out and I got the water in that and I put you know uh, water in there and I you know was squirting in his mouth and he was drinking it and I was giving him like you know pieces of hot dog and stuff like that and he was eating it like you know really good and then uh, I put him up on the porch and after a while, you know, and it was still winter time, and I put him up on the porch, and uh, it wasn't super super cold. It was like maybe like fifty something, but I put it like in a like almost like a papoose, like in a blanket. And I I was watching him, and I was giving him water. Well, then after you know a little bit, he didn't want to eat anything, and if I put that water in his mouth, he he wouldn't even drink it. You know, it just like turn his head away, or he would. He, it would just like fall out of his mouth and um, you know he couldn't he just couldn't do it I, and I was like I think he must have had a bad stroke or something um, and it was bad I mean it, I, I that was at like probably I don't know six o'clock in the morning and uh, about three o'clock in the afternoon I mean he just couldn't he couldn't even hold his head up. He couldn't do anything. And uh, so, I'm, you know, I hated to have to do it. I took him to the vet, and they said, you know, they're, his, like I say, 17 years old, and uh, they said that he, you know, like they were confirming like what I thought. They said, you know, he's, he's not going to get any better, and he was suffering, you know. Um, and so, you know, we did what we had to do, and uh, that was awful, especially after going through all that stuff. And it was just like uh, between October and probably like February was pretty horrible and an awful time. And then um, 
I think I had started, I'm trying to think when I went back to work, uh, right at the end of December. And like the first day I only lasted maybe, I, I went in one time and I, and I just, I talked to people I worked with for maybe about an hour and I said, I'm going home. They were, they were like, is this a visit or are you coming back to work? And I said, well, we'll see. And I sat there for a little bit and I said, uh, you know, it's a, um, I think it's just going to be, I think it's just going to be a visit. And I left. And then at first I was, um, I was only going in for maybe like four hours. And then, um, let's see. Uh, and then eventually got to where I could stay, you know, all night. And I just, you know, once, if it, like that, I would just, you know, get up and go for a walk. I, I you know, we get a couple of, of breaks a night and, you know, your lunch or whatever. And I was getting up about every, you know, about every hour and going for like a little 10 minute walk or whatever, or just stand, you know, standing was, was better than sitting. So back to normal. Well, I was going to say back to normal, but once we got back to normal and I was going to work every day, uh, the COVID thing hit. And um, so I've been teleworking uh, from home um, pretty much ever since then. And uh, they were doing a, they started doing here recently where they said, okay, we want uh, everybody that's teleworking to come in once a pay period uh you know once every two weeks just for one night and um so you can there's certain things that you know uh we uh, there isn't anything to me that we can't do at home but um they just want you to come in at least one day well then after that this was this past week or toward the end of the week uh uh it's been like seven days uh one of the guys i work with um there were only four people working where I in this place where you know the the little department that I was working in because everybody's working at home and um, worked all night with you know one of my friends and uh, well we're all friends you know but uh, one of my close friends and then um, the next day when I got up to go to work because I work midnight shift I got up and um, I got ready you know uh, somebody had somebody had called off sick or was on vacation, so you know it was going to be two days in a row. That's the thing. It started out one day, and then you know they started. Okay, well, so and so, you know, we need you. To, can you come in? And I'm like, okay. So it was going to be two days in a row, and I actually got ready and went and you know got in my garage and got in my car, and uh, I just happened to check my phone. Uh, I was going to play a podcast driving to work, and I got you know clicked on it. And, I saw I had a voicemail message and it was my boss and he said don't come to work and I'm like well what's going you know uh, one of the guys that was in there out of the four of us um, uh, I guess had been sick and he went and got tested and the test for COVID came back positive so he said don't you know come in and um, so it was going to be uh, this week this past week and uh, or I mean this past week and then I'm taking this coming week off so that's two weeks uh the lady that i work with she went and got tested um because uh, she and i both you know were like man she said she had had a headache ever since then and and i felt like shit and i was worried but then i had heard you know on tv this one guy said you know he went and got tested and 
uh, tested negative, but then five days later he had 101 fever for like 17 days straight, you know. So I said, okay, I'm going to wait uh, at least five days. And she was working like right there with me. And um, because of the headache and everything, I started thinking, you know, maybe it's the weather changing. Because I didn't have a cough. I didn't have any kind of stomach problems. I didn't have a headache. And I checked my temperature and it was it was normal. Um, and uh, But I just felt run down and shitty. And, but a lot of times when the weather changes in the fall and then in the spring, I feel like shit. Just for a few days, I feel really crappy. Plus, I went and got that flu shot, the shingle shot, and a tetanus shot. And that was another fucking thing. Uh, I got those shots, and the guy said, well, I'm going to do the two in the one arm because they, you know, it's okay. They're okay together and everything. And I guess the tetanus shot maybe is a little bit more of a, I don't know if it's a thicker thing or mixing it or whatever, you know, on one side. And uh, he goes, it's probably going to make you a little bit more sore. And I usually, you know, if I get poison ivy, I'd go get that poison ivy shot in my butt. Uh, and it's almost like that, um, like a, I don't know if it's a steroid shot or what it is. And, it, and uh, when they put it in there, at first it's like, you know, going in, you feel it. But then it's like, okay, that wasn't that bad. But then like an hour later... You feel like Mike Tyson fucking hit you with a fucking right hook as hard as he could in the butt cheek. Well, they he gave me those shots. This is at Walmart, you know, so I couldn't get them in the in the, what they they always say the hip, but they give it to you in the butt, you know. Uh, <laughs> but he gave the two in the one side and the one in, the tetanus shot in the other side. And I'm like, well, hell, that wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't no big deal. I think it was three and a half hours later. I was at home. And holy fucking shit. That tetanus shot felt like I went 15 rounds with Mike Tyson and every one of his punches hit me in the shoulder. It ached so bad. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, then the other side where they gave me the two in the in the uh, left arm started aching. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as the right one, but it still fucking hurt like hell. But the right one hurt like hell times ten. Uh, like Chuck Norris fucking had steel-toed boots on. I said it, it felt like a horse kicked me in the fucking right arm. So then I have to try and go to sleep. And I and ever since I had that back thing, I mean, just about every day of the week, I sleep in my recliner. I have slept in the bed a few times, but I can't get as comfortable as I can in the recliner. And I, I sleep on my side, uh, either my right side or my left side in the recliner, but, you know, it just, it's it's more comfortable for me, and I don't wake up, you know, feeling shitty. Um, but trying to, I couldn't sleep on my right side, I couldn't sleep on my left side, because my shoulder hurts so fucking bad. But anyway, you know, got all those fucking shots shit well they have like a list there of the shots and uh it's got all these different ones on there and i hadn't had a tetanus shot since i i cut my leg open on a piece of pipe wrestling uh when i was in high school and uh had to get stitches and everything and i got a tetanus shot then and i haven't had one since and you know as much as i go walking and hiking 
you know, th the thought of stepping on something. And then the guy told me, he said, well, actually, most people that, you know, get cut by like some kind of rusty metal or dirty, you know, something like that. He said it happens in your house and doesn't have to be necessarily have to be something you step on or whatever. So it's, you know, better safe than sorry. And the shingles thing, I didn't know. I, you know, asked my mom if I had had a, uh, had chicken pox. I don't remember ever having them. And she, she was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, I don't remember either. So he said it wouldn't hurt to get it. It wouldn't give you the shingles or anything. But I think that the change in the weather plus getting, maybe getting that flu shot, sometimes when you get the flu shot, uh, for like a day or two, you kind of feel shitty uh, because I I took uh, Mary for a walk. It's just me and Mary now. I took her for a walk on the trail and been doing that every day. And of course, we were walking a long way. And then it wasn't that long ago; it was just a couple of weeks ago. I had to take her to the vet because uh, we got back from walking and she was completely fine. She ran around the yard like goddamn Tasmanian devil and everything. And then that night when I went to let her in, <clears throat> she couldn't walk up the steps and she was just whining. So I had to go get her. I'm like, what's wrong with her? You know, I'm like, oh my God, now this something's going to be wrong with her. You know, hopefully it's nothing bad, you know, after all this shit. Took her to the vet uh, the next day. They squeezed me in when somebody, you know, canceled an appointment and uh, they did all this, you know, stuff on her. You can't go in. You have to sit in your car because of COVID. And um, uh, they came out and they said she's got uh, hip dysplasia in both legs. But the, I think it was the left one was even worse than the right one. Because when she would walk, she was just dragging that foot. And, and if she stood on it, she was standing on, on like the top of her paw instead of on the bottom. And just laying there, she would just be whining, you know, you know like whining. Not constant but you know it's a whimpering so they gave me a uh, you know painkiller to give her every day and then these like gluco glucosamine tablets twice a day and uh after i'm trying to think how many days it was uh she just started progressively getting better and um i think those glucosamine tablets helped uh the one day i was wondering if maybe she strained it uh, and that's what caused it to hurt because the one day we were walking on the trail and we were about a mile out and it started thundering and then it's, and then as we were walking, as you know, trying to walk really fast, it started lightning and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm out on this fucking trail. It's thundering. It's lightning. And she's afraid of thunder and I don't want to get hit by lightning. Then it starts pouring down the rain and we got back to the house and, uh, let her inside and she immediately goes down the basement you know she just wants to go hide and um but we were running you know uh, as much as i can run i run like a fucking uh 80 year old man but uh, uh shuffling fast i guess um and um got back and i think it i don't know if it was the same day but i, I was wondering if maybe that's where she you know had hurt her leg or whatever but now she's like back to normal uh and that's the thing about you know with a dog when she, maybe when she strained it it hurt really bad but uh now that it, it uh, it's healed up and everything this woman's the, the the uh veterinarian said that um 
this could be been going on for a long time she said but you know with dogs you can't tell and they have like a high pain threshold and everything anyway so right now she seems okay you know when we're walking I, I you know keep an eye on her make sure she's not limping or anything and we see deer all the time and she you know wants to pull and you know chase the deer and i make her stop and i'm like listen you know you're gonna fucking hurt yourself and she says shut up fuckhead anyway <laughs> so uh the lady i work with went and got the you know the quick covid test and it came back negative and they said well if it comes back negative then they will do the because sometimes that one isn't as reliable they'll do the one where they i guess it takes longer and to get the results back and everything uh but it's more reliable and she went ahead and went and got that and she sent me a thing tonight that said it was negative too so i figure i'm in the clear too plus i i feel good now you know i i just had a couple days where i just felt really run down and shitty um <coughs> but i want getting off of that after that's like an hour long story getting everybody caught up to date on what's been going on um as far as movies go and everything i'm gonna try and get back on track um i shouldn't say watching stuff because I mean, God, there for a couple of weeks. Uh, well, even, I mean, of course, when I was sick, you know, with my back and everything, that's all I could do was watch TV. And me and my sister would watch, you know, movies. We watched uh, Gross Point Blank with uh, John Cusack. And she had never seen that. And uh, I think she really liked that one. And um, then we watched High Fidelity again with Cusack. And again, that's another one she, she hadn't seen, which I was surprised because, you know, she watches movies, I wouldn't say as much as I do, but, you know. I thought those were two that she probably seen, and she liked uh, High Fidelity too. And uh, then uh, I'm trying to think what show. My mom and I watched Justified, the TV series. Um, of course, I had seen it, and she hadn't. And I, I was like, "This might be something that she would like." And at first, she goes, "Well, what's this?" You know. And we started watching it. And she really, I think, she really liked it. Um, what was it? Uh, my sister and I watched Chernobyl the uh, the HBO movie about uh, of course Chernobyl she had seen it she goes oh this is really good well when she came over she uh, had her uh, HBO uh, I don't know if it's HBO Go but I have a Roku and and we put the app on my Roku and then she logged in and uh, we watched that and and uh, that was really good um, you know <laughs> I I, I want to say very depressing it was really super depressing you know but it was a good show um i'm trying to think of the other things we watched um god damn it i know there was something i started watching that that um that show with maggie gyllenhaal about the uh about times square and she's a prostitute and, and it has to do with uh james franco is in it and um the deuce started watching that and i couldn't get into it as you know uh we we were watching it together and then uh, of course like i said when she stopped coming over you know she said you can you know keep watching and just leave it on there or whatever well i don't know eventually it's weird because you would think like with netflix it says you can put it on uh it gives you like okay you can if you get netflix you can put it on like three or three other devices or something like that or i can't remember what the deal is um, but I watched her HBO Go or whatever it was for, you know, uh, 
it seemed like maybe a couple months or whatever. And then one day when I I came home, it, it uh, of course the app's still on there, but it wasn't logged in. And uh, I can't remember. She she said, "Well, I can give you my password," and I was like, "Yeah, it's okay. I got a million things to watch anyway." But like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I watched the last, the final, or not like the last season of that one, the last one they did. I think she and I started watching The Boys, um, and it's you know she, uh, her and her daughter and husband, you know they like like the Avengers and and um, some of those movies like Black Panther and stuff like that. And so I thought, oh, you know, you, you might like this one. And, and uh, she and I watched The Watchmen. She had never seen that one. And uh, I think that she thought that one was pretty good, but she didn't like the ending. Um, and I, you know, I liked The Watchmen. I thought it was good all the way through. I, uh, you know, I know that the ending wasn't the same as uh, as the comic, but, you know, I still I still enjoyed it. I saw the movie before I read the book um got coming up we have uh, i think dave mack and uh randy and uh i'm trying to think who else we were talking about uh, the new miniseries is coming out for the stand stephen king's the stand and um <laughs> randy said I, I put the i posted the trailer and he goes am i the only one that thinks this looks shitty you know um I liked the I really liked the uh, the original miniseries that had Ed Harris and um, oh my God I'm trying to think who else like uh, wouldn't was Whoopi Goldberg in that one or she no she's in the new one I think uh, um, Jamie back uh, I can't remember his name as I played Randall Flag he was really good but anyway I really liked that one <clears throat> I remember the girl that I was dating at the time. I said, oh my God, you got to watch this. this. is really good. And she goes, oh, I think it looks like shit, you know. But um, Skarsgård is Randall Flagg. That's the one thing that I said when I, I watched the trailer. Is um, Was it Jamie Sheridan? The uh, guy that was in the, played Randall Flagg? Um, but I liked him in that in that one uh, because you know he, he's you know has has the mullet and everything, but he kind of had like a sense of humor and was charismatic and everything. Um, of course, I haven't seen the new one yet. I'm going to watch it and I want to see you know see what it's all about. But um, Skarsgård, again, he's almost like his dad. Uh, I've seen him in several things and I I I like him. But uh, Generation Kill, he was he was good in that. But he's he kind of is like a stone face. Uh, he's like the quiet guy. But like even Clint Eastwood or Charles Bronson uh, or Steve McQueen, they didn't say much in movies, but they would they had that charisma plus you know uh, chewing the scenery and things like that. And he's just kind of like a. Um, I, I don't know if I would say wooden because he has a certain uh, charisma, but uh, I mean it's, he's he's kind of like a mummy or something. So I don't know how he's going to be because to me Randall Flag uh, in the stand, um, I don't know if I want to say should be like Trumpish, but sort of like uh, maybe like Andy Griffith in uh, in. Um, facing the crowd where he should be kind of like a charismatic guy because he gets these people to follow him 
but then again, Rand, I didn't I didn't read the book The Stand, so I was just assuming that Randall Flagg is somebody who's charismatic, uh, that does have a you know a little uh, evil sense of humor or something like that, uh, you know, uh, uh, and gets these people to follow him. And I and of course I, I got on YouTube and was looking up a lot about Randall Flagg because at first I uh, on the Dark Tower movie. I did not know when I was watching that that Matthew McConaughey's character, the the uh, man in black, is Randall Flagg. It's the same, for, but I guess through the different Stephen King books, uh, Randall Flagg or the man in black or whatever has showed up, and he changes his name or is just the man in black, and then they told the backstory of what he was and how it goes back to, you know, medieval times and you know this and that. In case anybody hadn't, I'm not gonna go too deep into it i like that character and i liked uh getting on the uh stephen king wikipedia <coughs> excuse me it's more of a um you know they'll have like a dreadpedia or a um, standpedia or whatever and um they were talking about the different characters and these different dimensions and things like that and uh okay is pennywise um, is Pennywise the uh, Crimson King or you know who was the other uh, there was another um, maybe it was from uh, The Shining and then you know talking about the, you know the characters that shine and things like that and how each one of those movies and stuff all come together i don't know if stand by me it would be kind of fun not funny but kind of cool if uh if there was some kind of connection there too and there may be you know just a slight or a little tiny connection or something i don't know but um there are some stephen uh, king uh, like i said i've made no mistake you know i've said before i thought maximum overdrive sucked uh that's just my opinion i saw it in the theater and i and and i will say this uh um, I'm trying to think who I went to see that with, and we were like, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Of course, I saw The Shining uh, with Jack Nicholson, and I really like that, you know, but that's, you know, that's Kubrick and Nicholson and everything. And uh, um, But I liked reading about those different characters and everything. That's pretty cool. Uh, so getting caught up on that, and um, what's another one? I just finished the uh, new season of The Boys, and I really like that. Um, one of my friends who is a big Trumper uh, um, really likes that show. But I wonder in his mind if he doesn't get um, like kind of like the political commentary that they're doing in that uh, that, that relates to what's going on right now. Um, I'm not sure. Or maybe from his side, maybe he's seeing it. Uh, maybe there's a different way that he's looking at it that uh, appeals to to their side I don't know but I thought that season was really good uh, there were certain episodes where I was like eh, I don't know if this is good but boy it, it, it definitely ended with a bang um, what's some other stuff I've been watching uh, watching uh, oh unless I'm looking on uh, our silver silver and gold page um, like I said, this is totally, um, I don't know if I would say unscripted. Uh, Rolf watched El Gringo, and that was one that I really did not like of Scott Adkins. I didn't like that one uh, that much at all. And the other one, um, 
oh, what was the one here recently I watched that I, I that everybody liked? Let me look it up. See, this is typical Sylvan Gold. I fucking don't prepare. So it's actually not impromptu. Uh, Scott Adkins. I'll probably, and, and I'll remember it as soon as I s Da 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 Walk like an Egyptian. Oh, Avengement. Um, of course, I didn't even see it. It just came to my mind. Everybody liked that one, and I, I wasn't a big fan of that one either. Um, but anyway, let's go back to where we were. Um, <laughs> I posted something. It, I don't know if I would say it was a trolling post because everybody knows that I don't like Mark. Mark I don't like Mark Wahlberg, but it was. Um, Sort of a, a uh, what do you think of Mark Wahlberg being cast as the new Dirty Harry? And I even knew when I posted it that you could take that as Mark Wahlberg has been cast, or there's a rumor that he has been cast as Dirty Harry, or you could take it as what do you think of if somebody did cast him? And it was a, uh, I would say it was a resounding, uh, you know everybody hated the idea but there were some people that thought that it could it could work um i was just looking up that uh anson mount uh that was on um the western tv show hell on wheels and i posted a picture of him and and a young clint side by side and and i i was wondering you know if he might be a good choice and then of course uh after watching the boys i started imagining uh uh, Judge Dredd uh, being in the same universe as Billy Butcher and having to uh, having him um, you know trying to track down uh, quote unquote the boys and uh, you know put them in jail or something. Um, Mel Gibson, uh, one of my friends, actually pointed out a trailer, a new trailer with uh, Mel Gibson uh, called Fat Man, and I didn't know what to expect, you know, from Mel lately. You know, um, to be honest with you, it's a lot of his movies, uh, the straight to DVD ones and stuff, um, you know, I've enjoyed. Uh, Fat Man. Um, once you watch the trailer, if you want to watch the trailer. I, I didn't know what it was going to be about or what it was supposed to be about and everything. And I started watching it and I was like, okay, here's a grizzled old Mel with a, you know, the long gray beard with gray hair and everything. And, uh, uh, what's it going to be, you know, another, um, drag across concrete or something like that, which I thought was good. So I was like, eh, I, I could, I could go for that one. Something like that again. And I started watching the trailer and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And I don't want to, you know, say what it's about or whatever. But uh, if you check it out, if you want to wait for the movie or check out the trailer, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, apparently, uh, they are re or they have remade Black Narcissus. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a miniseries or if this is just a remake of the or if this is just a you know full length feature. And it's going to be on FX. Uh, it says uh, FX on Hulu, November 23rd. Um, and I believe, from what I saw, the uh, I think the lady, the actor, I was going to say actress, but I don't want to offend anybody, uh, that plays Stormfront in The Boys is in it. I like the original. I thought that was really good. Um, I watched uh, Beware the Night uh, or... 
the old dark house from 1932. And that's what I was going to say. I, uh, God, I've been just grinding. I, I, well, I don't want to say grinding out because I've enjoyed watching them. Uh, I've been watching these old movies on YouTube, you know, of course, for free. And God, there were nights where I was cranking out like, you know, four of them a night. And um, a lot of them were noir. And then I started watching some uh, old horror movies. And somebody, another group that's not in our um, in our uh, group of friends or group of friends with podcast, uh, recommended this um, uh, The Old Dark House from 1932. It's on YouTube, and it was pretty good. I I, I think it's James Whale is the one that did this, uh, who did uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. And also uh, Boris Karloff is in this. And I enjoyed it because, especially if you watch um, uh, Gods and Monsters, you know, and you see, like, uh, that James Whale, you know, when people were watching uh, Bride of Frankenstein for the first time, uh, they were like, you know, well, this isn't, you know, so bad or whatever. And he even would say, you know, he made some of these movies, uh, you know, he, he would be laughing when he, when he was watching them. He made a lot of them they were considered horror movies and classic horror movies but they had a sense of humor to them too and that's the way this one was i, th- I really enjoyed it and i would recommend that one i watched terminator uh i don't know if i've talked about that one too much or not on here i'm sure i have over the uh you know how many years or whatever uh, it's still a lot of fun uh linda hamilton i haven't seen it in a long time and i haven't watched anything with her in a long time uh her sister her twin sister uh who played her um doppelganger or whatever i think in terminator 2 uh, was terminator 2 or this one but anyway she passed away you know relatively young for you know uh, I think they were, uh, she like 62 or something like that. But just, you know, to these days, that's, that's you hear somebody just passing away, like, you know, at that age, it's to me, it's considered young. I guess if you're, you know, 20 years old, maybe you don't. But this one's a lot of fun and a lot, to me, you know, a lot more horror, horror-ish. Um, Arnold... I was thinking, <laughs> the, when he first comes to um, our time, or Earth, you know, our time, or the movie's time, uh, and he's completely naked and he shows up, well, of course, you know, the, one of the one things I'm thinking is, and I know other people have said this too, if, um, you know, the Cyberdyne systems <laughs> create these Terminators, you know, and they come back and they're going to... Um, you know, try and fit in and look like humans and everything. Why would they make him look like Mr. Olympia? You know, I mean, how many people now? I mean, especially back in that time. Now, nowadays, you know, goddamn, everybody's doing fucking steroids and human growth hormone and all this shit, uh, testosterone replacement therapy and everything. But very few people are walking around the streets that look like Mr. Olympia. I mean, Schwarzenegger was was Mr. Olympia several times. And it's it's funny to watch it, right? But the one thing I noticed was when I was watching it, when he first walks over to Bill Paxson and the, the three punks, 
um, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching and they shadow it but I'm, I, I, I specifically was thinking you know I'm sitting here looking to see if I could see Arnold's dong and there was you know of course you can see it uh, they, they, they keep him in the shadows but there's a couple times where I saw his flopper and that was a good scene too but um, you know I, I, Linda Hamilton was really attractive she she had this um strange like uh 1980s um hair uh, it's not a poodle because a poodle would be like uh, Bess Mata in this that played her roommate uh but it's it's like a afghan hound and an afghan hound kind of had straight hair this is uh i don't know I, I it's hard to admit it's her hair her hairstyle in this looks like more like fur <laughs> But she was really, she was really pretty in this, and uh, this is one of those ones too. When I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, you know, Michael Bean, uh, you know, what could have been, uh, and of course he's been in a ton of shit and and was successful and everything. But I, I can't imagine that guy seeing him uh, maybe like ten years ago or something at a convention, and then in the, uh, this one uh, kind of horror slasher movie that he did, and I think he produced and directed and all this shit man i don't know what if he has any kind of addiction problems like either alcohol or meth or whatever i don't know what he looked really bad and um just uh and then to see him in interviews at that time i'm like jesus christ okay is this guy on fucking speed or meth or is he manic because he was doing interviews for that movie and then he was be at this convention and i mean he's just like like a fucking buzzsaw you know talking and he and his eye you know wide-eyed and everything but he just looked really bad really skinny uh and he was dating this or i don't know if it was his wife or if he was dating one of the uh uh, female stars I don't know if I would say she was a scream queen because I don't know what else she's been in but that was her role in this movie uh, and she was kind of stripperish porn star and I don't mean to insult anybody because if she's not that uh, you know that's that's just my impression of, of how she looked blonde big fake titties and stuff like that um, but then Lance Henriksen in this uh, it's just a good movie all the way around um and again, uh, you know, with Bess Mata, uh, Mota or Mata in this, you know, it always r- reminds me when I see this this movie and see her in it. I don't know if she was in any other movies, but she used to do the twenty minute workout on uh, Channel Ten out of Columbus uh, every morning at like six between six thirty and seven when I was in high school, and I would set the um, set the uh, VCR timer to tape that every morning and it wasn't because I wanted to work out <laughs> and the fun, and the thing about that was she wasn't always the uh, uh, they would have different girls on there she had like her crew uh, they would have three girls at the same time sometimes two uh, but then they had other ones when she wouldn't be on there and they were hot too and then they had some that were weren't as hot to me, they probably were, you know, to other people and stuff. But uh, there was a couple of them that were really fucking hot. And then there was one group of girls on there. I think there was like three of them. 
and it was when Bess wasn't on there and there were times when they would be on there and like they would have like the one piece bathing suit on and she always had like uh it seemed like she maybe she always had tights on or something or uh, maybe not all the time but there were some times where they would just have like the one piece bathing suit on and like no tights or anything like that on their legs and uh it was it was definitely they were definitely uh uh turning it up a notch okay anyway <laughs> but i don't know if she was in anything else or not uh she got killed she was fucking uh rick rosevich in that and uh and that was kind of you know it's it's funny when they do lame stuff like in the in the 80s in some movies like they're fucking and they're in the middle of fucking and she has a pair of fucking headphones like i have on now uh like cans on her ears and listening to music and dancing like bopping her head to the music while this guy's banging her if i was him i'd be like uh, what the fuck you know what are you doing and then uh, you know it's almost like brian bosworth um in stone cold uh where he had like a pet lizard or a pet iguana or something and a and uh, i don't know why they they used to do that too they would have like a strange um uh, like stallone cutting the pizza with a pair of scissors or uh uh somebody uh take uh, uh, like in um oh gone in 60 seconds uh when gianni ribisi is is like uh supposedly cooking Nicolas Cage or uh, what was his was it Randall Rains or something like that <laughs> he, they meet up and and, uh, and he's cooking him breakfast and he's like just making eggs but he puts like a whole bunch of just shit in it and everything and then he lets it burn up and then puts it on the plate serves it to him and he's and you know Cage is like uh well you know that's interesting oh and uh but that's kind of like this you know best mata's character uh they or i don't know maybe it was uh linda hamilton one of them had a goddamn fucking uh lizard like a big fucking monitor lizard or a iguana or something and you know rick rosevich fucks her i'm surprised she wasn't uh didn't stick the lizard up his asshole <laughs> or something but of course he's the uh one of the key players in Top Gun, he was Iceman's wingman, and not only in the air and not only on the volleyball court, but in the shower too. Uh, Chris, on our group, uh, recently watched 1995 Citizen X, and uh, I thought that was a really good movie. I think that was made for HBO, and um, that was. Uh, are based on a true story um, about a serial killer in Russia during the uh, Soviet Union and um, Citizen X and what was the one Tom Hardy they redid it with him and um, uh, blah, blah 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 girl with the dragon tattoo um, Numi Rapace um, but it was it had a different name and they they set it in a different time period i think i i believe they uh that one seemed like it took place more like when stalin was in power whereas that actual serial killer guy i remember when that happened and i think that was more in the either the 70s or maybe i think it was like in the early 80s maybe 
but the one with Tom Hardy was called Child 44. And uh, that guy was a piece of shit. I mean, he was just, he was a, he was a fucking, you know, compulsive, you know, serial killer going around killing these kids and shit. Uh, the interesting thing about that, that whole thing was, and that's what they showed a lot in Citizen X, was uh, that the Soviet Union said that um, serial killers, they, they couldn't have serial killers in the Soviet Union, that serial killers were... Uh, something that only happened in capitalist societies. Uh, so it was it was strange how they would just you know they were they were wouldn't fund the um, the uh, police or give them enough manpower to track this guy down and everything. But this one general uh, was working with um, the main cop. Um, to because he was you know he he was the 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 main cop what he was frustrated because of all the uh roadblocks and stuff that were being put up he was like you know these people are you know there's kids that are dying and um you know he's butting his head against the wall and getting furious and everything and donald sutherland plays the the general that he is over top of him and he's basically showing him or telling him you know okay you're pissed off you're screaming and yelling and everything but it's not going to do you any good this is the system the system sucks but we need to try we there's he realized and recognized that this was going on and that there was a problem and everything and he realized and recognized that the political ideology in that system in the Soviet Union was throwing up roadblocks and not wanting to fund it, not giving him manpower and everything. But he was a politician and a bureaucrat, so he knew, okay, you're getting pissed and everything isn't going to help anything. And he was helping pull the strings and work the people and schmooze and uh, work everything politically to get them the help that they needed to to uh to find this guy and everything but i thought citizen x was really good child 44 i like the combination of numi rapace and uh tom hardy uh but again that movie it was it was just okay it wasn't great uh those two were really good together in the drop uh with uh, those two as you know the main characters and james gandolfini i really like that one uh and i like the dog in it too anyway <laughs> tom hardy what else he got going on here mad max the wasteland has been announced and he plays max rakitansky of course we know that i'm glad that they're doing another one of those because he was he was good in that and he wasn't really the main uh main person in that anyway Charlize theron to me was but he was a good max um and i had heard that i thought i had heard that they were going to do a uh a standalone movie with just Charlize theron's character so i don't know if that's true or not but if it is i'll watch it i thought that was good i watched that movie with tom hardy uh capone and it was okay it wasn't as horrible as some people as i had heard now that's of course their opinion and maybe they thought it was horrible uh i'm interested in you know al capone and that time i watch a lot of stuff about gangsters I was listening to a podcast called mafia that's really good and each 
podcasts. They cover like Albert Anastasia, uh, Lucky Luciano, Bugsy Siegel, uh, you know, and go up all, you know, to to uh, some of the newer mafia guys. But I, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. Plus watching like Boardwalk Empire and shows like that. And I have a, 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 a really big uh, Al Capone uh, biography that I thought was really good. But this one, you know, it was because it was from the perspective of the Al Capone that had syphilis and they had put into he was in like a personal care home but then they moved him out and put him you know in his house and he had nurses and stuff like that but he was you know losing his money he had dementia and stuff so it was you know had a lot of crazy things like that and again uh, I know uh, some of the reviews I read they said it was you know kind of hard to understand you know what Tom Hardy was saying because he you know got that boy like even when he was in the one about prohibition um, which I really did not like that much at all uh, again, that's one that uh, some people really liked, and uh, I didn't think it was, you know, it was okay, lawless, uh, but I didn't think it was that great. And uh, I liked Legend, where uh, he played Ronnie and, and Reggie Cray. Uh, I thought he was good in Dunkirk for, you know, small part he had. Um, I didn't like Venom. I'm, I'm a Marvel Comics fan. That's not one of my favorite characters anyway but i just didn't think it was that good uh i liked Locke, uh the one where he's just driving in the car the entire time i thought that was really good as bane i don't know what you're talking about i just want to do a podcast and lick my balls you know eh, warrior everybody jacked off on that one thought it was really great uh didn't think that one was that good either. It was okay. Uh, it was a rock, just, you know, like going rocky again. Uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Me. Uh, the one, the miniseries with Alec Guinness was just so much better than the movie. And uh, Hardy in that one. Again, I watched the one with uh, the miniseries with Alec Guinness and the guy that played uh, Ricky Ta in that one. Um, to me, that's just going to be him all the time. Uh, I liked Inception. I thought Tom Hardy was good in that. I didn't like that series Taboo. I didn't think that was good at all. I just was like, Ugh. I, from the from the uh, uh, trailer and and things like that, I thought, oh man, this is going to be really good and the way they talked it up and everything. And then I watched it and I was like, God, this is dull, you know. Uh, Peaky Blinders, he was really good in that, and I like that show. I have not watched the last season. I've watched, like, uh, two episodes of it, so maybe I need to get back to that. But anyway, enough with the Tom hard, hard on. He gets cast in a lot of things, and I think, I'm not sure if it's 100% yet or not, that they were going to cast him as the new James Bond. I'm not sure about that, or, or not. I don't know. If he takes his shirt off, they're going to have to uh, CGI a lot of tattoos off of him. Um... Uh, Unless they decide to say, you know, hey, uh, the new James Bond, they can do whatever they want. You know, it's a fictional character, so maybe the new James Bond will have a lot of tattoos. I was watching a documentary about uh, Che Guevara the other day, and it, got, it reminded me of the uh, uh, two, well, I was a two-part movie, but it was actually, I don't know if it was ever released as one movie. 
they may have done that like one time at like Cannes or something like that where they showed it all in its entirety. But um, the uh, Che uh, part one was the revolution. Uh, let's see. Oh, they had a name for it. I thought. Eh, crap, it does not on here. Uh, and then part two. But uh, the one basically is his it's to me if you if you took motorcycle diaries it could it actually could be like a three-part uh movie if you take motorcycle diaries and play it first then play part uh one with uh benicio del toro and then uh which which is him uh in cuba uh and they're going to do the revolution and everything and they take over and blah 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 and then the second part is more of his kind of falling out with uh with Castro, sort of, and then he decides he's going to, with Castro's blessing, he's going to go um, and start a worldwide revolution, or try to. He didn't like uh, Castro, uh, I don't know if I would say giving in, he didn't have that much of a choice, I guess, because uh, America was, once he decided that he wasn't going to, that he nationalized everything down there, and uh the uh, American government decided they were going to, uh, he wasn't going to play ball. Uh, he, he had the choice of, it's almost like the, the like uh, uh, some of the leaders in uh, Africa, like in the Congo and things like that, if you, if you decided that you were going to just work for your people, and in South America too, you were going to work for the betterment of your people and the industry and everything down there was going to be run and the profits uh, by your people and the, and the uh, profits were going to go to the people. Uh, and, and you were working, you were going to kick out uh, the corporations, big businesses and stuff like that. Then you were, you were between the Soviet Union and uh, America and you either had to it's it's almost like you didn't have a choice you had to you had to pick a side um and um that's sort of the same thing that happened here although you know che wanted to start world war three and uh you know so you know i don't uh, there are some people like that you know that go around with the the che uh you know t-shirts and things like that i'm not um you know or i know people like i was reading a, a biography of stalin uh, and then I had another biography of Lavrente Biria, who was like Stalin's head of his secret police and everything. And, uh, you know, I was like reading him and this one guy that I know is like, oh, what's this? It's like, just because you read a fucking book doesn't mean that you agree. I could read a book about Nazis, about I have a book about Heinrich Himmler. I have a book about Otto Scorzini. Uh, I have a book of, you know, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich or whatever. Uh, that doesn't mean that I support Nazis. And uh, if I read a book about Che Guevara or Castro or, uh, you know, anybody, uh, 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 Zapato or uh, uh, you know fucking Pancho Villa you know I'm not uh, some revolutionary or something everybody has their good side bad side and you know I don't agree with like uh, taking people to a uh, soccer stadium or wherever and fucking shooting them in the head of uh, who you consider undesirables whether you're on the right or on the left I don't believe in 
you know, torturing people, whether you're on the right or on the left. And, you know, so anyway, but anyway, I thought this was a pretty good movie, pretty good movies. Um, historically, uh, overly long, honest to God, as, as pure entertainment. Uh, and I know that, uh, the, the, uh, the Che movie, uh, with Jack Palance and Omar Sharif is like panned and considered a, um, a uh, w- one of the like, worst movies of all time or something like that. But as far as pure entertainment value, I would rather watch that uh, for better or worse. You know, sometimes as it is so bad it's good, and sometimes you know, sometimes the real story or the true story is you know, as like they said, was it Will Rogers or whoever that said you know if you have the the fact in the fiction, you know, uh, you know, pr- pr- print the fairy tale because at least it's you know more entertaining. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that they wanted to get. Um, Terrence Malick, uh, I believe, might have been. Uh, he was going. To, they wanted him to do the Che movie, and then he decided not to, and they got Soderbergh. Maybe, I'm thinking I had heard that somewhere. I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, the the documentary I watched was on uh, YouTube, and it was it was pretty good, and it, it showed the warts and everything. Another movie that it kind of goes along with that is the Alfred Hitchcock movie Topaz, which um, you know they they uh, when Che went to the United Nations uh, and gave a speech uh, in New York City, um, they actually didn't weren't going to have that in this movie. But then they were like, okay, we don't have enough shit here to, you know, to put in there to make a good, you know, good movie and everything. Uh, So they went ahead and put that in there. But they actually have like uh, some of that kind of stuff uh, in Topaz. And it's kind of cool seeing the the Cuban revolutionaries that had just uh, defeated Batista in Cuba in new york city and they were staying in harlem and staying in the hotels there and everything and all this press is there and they're covering because at that time they didn't know if they were communist or what you know and they thought well they're gonna they kicked um, batiste out and they're going to you know work with the american government and you know it's really cool and everything and then as things went on uh at first i believe they said you know they, they weren't even sure like Castro was a communist and he wasn't even sure he was a communist he wouldn't even say it but then he was around Che and around some of these other people so much and uh, you know like I said he was in, you know you're in a rock bet- between a rock and a hard place in the middle of the Cold War getting involved with that shit uh, let's move on here uh, Rolf watched uh, Ricky O the story of Ricky uh, I saw that a few years back uh, for the first time and I just thought it was funnier than shit I really enjoyed it it's it's so over the top and so funny uh, some of the stuff they do you know it's like ultra violent but in, in, in a com- in a super duper comical way I haven't watched it since I need to watch it again that's one that's one that you can watch with friends and uh, watch with somebody who's never seen it. it. It it would be fun to you know watch their reaction. There's Linda Hamilton with her. I don't know what I would call. I know I've seen a dog that has her that has hair like that. Maybe it is an Afghan hound. She was really cute then. She had nice lips. Nom, 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 nom. 
and then in the second one in the second terminator she leaned down so much that you know yeah she looked hard and she looked kind of she still looked good because she had that tone lean look but it, you know she was smoking like fucking crazy and i and again she was supposed to be hard in the first one she's a waitress and like a normal person and and then by the time she got out of the uh insane asylum in uh in Terminator 2, she had really hardened up and, you know, was working out in there and everything. But I, as I'm saying that, I wonder if she would be like in the, if she had like the same uh, orderly like Buck from Kill Bill. And, you know, <laughs> it would be funny. And, 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 you know, I'm saying from a funny movie, Silver and Gold kind of a view, not, you know, the character of Buck and what he was doing being funny but if linda hamilton in terminator 2 they went out and she, and she like jumped in a truck with arnold and everything and on the and arnold says something about i'm buck and i'm here to fuck <laughs> or what was it was it pussy wagon or whatever that he had that truck or um and uh yeah Kill Bill. I'm fuck. And I'm here to fuck. Uh, watch King Kong versus Godzilla. And that was pretty uh, hilarious. It's almost like a Ricky O kind of a thing where, uh, again, so bad it's good. Uh, I was watching uh, that, that, that King Kong ape costume was pretty subpar. And I liked watching him, uh, you know, tangle with this uh, squid, which was kind of cool. Like almost like uh, King Kong versus Cthulhu. <laughs> I don't know. But that movie's kind of a hoot. It's 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 really bad, but it's pretty good. Uh, Prophecy with uh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Walken. I always forget that Vigo is in this, and uh, again he plays uh, Mephistopheles or Lucifer. Well, I guess it depends on what universe you're in. Uh, you know, in some of them, in uh, I don't know if it's like Marvel or uh, maybe Lady Death. I'm sure they're all the different, but I mean you have different. Uh, like Mephisto, uh, Beelzebub, Mephistopheles. Uh, sometimes it's like they're, you know, pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. They're all one and the same, but in some of these universes, it's it's like cons they're considered um, uh, different, like Suter and uh, uh, Hela and everything. Um, they're different demons in hell. And they all fall under the guise, in uh, depending on who you are, as being "quote unquote" the devil. But in different cultures, but uh, you know, I, I know in uh, like I think like in Hellboy and things like that, they'll have different ones that are well. So and so was in charge, but now the boss is in charge, and it might be you know Mephisto was in charge, but now uh, Beelzebub's in charge. Well, I thought they were the same, but they're not the same. But I thought that was a pretty good movie, and I like the whole thing about the uh, that. Uh, that soul or whatever went into that little girl and all of a sudden the little girl would start talking about being in the chosen reservoir in korea and all this shit and you're like here's this little girl she's playing with like fucking jacks or something and then she starts talking about freezing and the fucking chinese just kept coming and everything i always thought that was that was one of the cooler parts of that movie uh hellraiser um that's another one i hadn't seen in forever and it was uh, it's I guess it's one of those ones that's kind of it's it's a horror movie for sure but to me it's everything's just right there I, and I like that universe almost like a it's like a world building kind of a, a thing or a, a universe that um, Clive Barker 
uh, had created um, almost like when I was talking about like the stand where you know you have these different dimensions or different universes and things like that and it's kind of interesting but to me um, and with his movies they're not as scary to me because everything's just right there every it's like the new uh it uh movie everything was just out in the open everything's just right there you're seeing everything um it's not as scary as like house to me as like house on haunted hill or something like that where everything's creepy and, and and you use your own imagination they're putting everything out there and you're seeing it um so it's almost becomes more like a fantasy superhero-ish kind of stuff you know just has the villains and everything or like even like freddy krueger and stuff like that it never really i never really thought of it as being scary and you know you'd have like some jump scares and things like that but everything's out in the open everything's in the daylight you see everything you know so it doesn't work that well for me uh mr tector watched uh the master which i thought was really good and it and it led me to um you know especially if you watch or uh watch or read the book or listen to the audio book of going clear and then you know do some research and watch uh, some documentaries and things like that about scientology it's to me I, i'm just interested in that and, and cults and things like that <coughs> I was uh, watching some documentaries and some stuff about some other cults like synanon uh that was a movie that uh, we were going to do a show on that um uh, with Chuck Connors and Alex Cord, and uh, I think Stella Stevens was in that. Uh, it was on YouTube for a, for a while there, and I don't know if it's on there or not. Because even when it was on YouTube, I just stumbled on it. You couldn't put in Synanon, which was the name of the movie, and it would come up. You found it under something else, and I can't remember what it was. If I was looking up Chuck Connors movies or looking up Stella Stevens movies or something. But uh, I watched some documentaries about that, and uh, then, of course, listening to uh, Out There Radio. I was listening to uh, uh, one of their episodes about uh, jo- the Jonestown, uh, they say the Jonestown Massacre. But then all the conspiracy theory and stuff about that, too. Uh, and then some of the cultish stuff that's going on in our politics right now. It's, it's funny uh, watching how people can be so manipulated to being blind and you know they want the there there's a certain mindset of people that want a strong daddy figure and i saw a or i heard a theory one time that when you look at the uh difference between the left and the right i guess just maybe just in america i don't i'm not sure but um that the people on the right uh, want a strong daddy that's firm-handed, that you know doesn't take any shit and is going to, uh, you know, basically be like a, a strong man. And the people on the left want a nurturing, want, want to be or want a nurturing mother to take care of them and to take care of everybody. They want uh, their leader or their government to be that nurturing mother that loves you, that takes care of you, that has compassion and uh, that, you know, uh, loving kindness. Uh, it's sort of like Jesus, you know, okay, the, the, uh, 
the loving, caring, love one another, blah 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 blah, and then and which is New Testament, and then uh, the uh, right is Old Testament, hand of an angry God, punishment. Uh, you know, is going to create a plague and kill everybody to teach them a lesson. Is going to be a hard ass. Is you know going to do all this stuff. You know, you got all this strength and power with lightning and and uh, can create uh, fucking uh, you know natural disasters or or. Uh, Plagues to come down and kill everybody. And then I was telling a, a guy I work with about uh, the the new the new um, miniseries for the Stand coming out. And he said, "Well, I've never read Stephen King." And he goes, "And I don't know anything about. It. Never saw the original miniseries." And I was telling him what it was about. And I said, "Well, you know, the government creates this um, this virus, and the virus gets out and fucking starts killing everybody. And uh, there's only a handful of uh, of survivors left." Uh, and you, they get divided up. You have the ones that go this way and the ones that go this way. And he goes, you mean like kind of like how things are now? So I was like, God damn, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Randall Flagg, you know, I guess he's here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The Shepherd, uh, Rolf watched The Shepherd with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, I remember liking that one uh, a lot. Uh, I think that's the one where Van Damme, he's Border Patrol, but he has a, uh, is that the one? I think he has a bunny. <laughs> yeah, man, man with a bunny uh, is what Rolf, uh, and if you want to, you know, if you go to, uh, you know, your letterbox, uh, dot com uh, and look up Ralph. If you go to Sylvan Gold's page, he has his reviews. He you know, posts his reviews and go and read his reviews. Are used they're they're usually uh, spot on. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> I'm just kidding because uh, you know we don't always agree on everything. Um, what else do we have here? Again, I'm just uh, dragged across concrete. Again, that's one of those ones that uh, seemed. Um, divisive uh, a lot because of the creator, director, or whatever, um, being a right-winger. Um, some people, you know, also expressed they, they liked the, uh, the once it got going in the end, that it was it was pretty good, but it was really, it was slow at first. I, mean, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was, it was, it was uh, hard and gritty and nasty. Nice guys. I thought that was pretty good. Ryan uh, Gosling and uh, fat, uh, what's his name? The fat guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe. Now they made a good combination there. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, be uh, you know do those two characters again in another buddy cop movie. They had good chemistry. Watch the Hour of the Gun uh, with uh, James Garner and Jason Robards and uh, Robert Ryan, and you also see um, John Voight uh, in there. Um, I like this one. Um, if you watch Tombstone with uh, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer, um, it covers you know the from the time they arrive in Tombstone to uh, Wyatt Earp's uh, you know Vengeance Ride uh, to the end there, um, and this one is mostly uh, if you watch uh, like uh, My Darling Clementine or Gunfight at the OK Corral. Or even Doc with Stacy Keach. That's one thing I, I've watched so many different versions of Gunfight at OK Corral uh, and the events with Wyatt Earp and all this stuff. That you know, I like watching those those movies. The least one for me, and I don't know if it's the most uh, factually accurate. Um, you know, I know like the look and the costumes and stuff like that and everything. Um, 
Kevin Costner's was is probably my least favorite of all of them, and it's not that it's horrible, uh, but he goes for that. He was in that epic mode where he just, you know, he wanted to cover Wyatt Earp from the time he was a fucking kid all the way through to when he fucking went to goddamn Hollywood and make a four-hour fucking movie, and you know, it's like Dances with Wolves. He 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 wanted to be the like Kevin Costner. I think saw himself as wanting to be like the Cecil B. DeMille. Or something of, of fucking New Hollywood, where everything he made, he wanted it to be like this epic, for everything you know had to be a four-hour fucking you know movie and everything. Um, again, I've watched that movie and I thought you know it was okay. Uh, I would like I was saying about um, you know if you have the real story and then you have the fictional i would much rather be entertained and watch something that's not as historically accurate as like if you watch if you watch uh my darling clementine and you see how they portrayed the gunfight at the the actual gunfight at the okay corral it was nothing like what it really happened uh the actual gunfight lasted just like you know a few sec you know like maybe 20 30 seconds or something like that or uh and it was just like bam, 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 bam. okay it's over um but they john ford and then they made they made it uh entertaining they made it you know and, and the th- by the same instance uh kurt russell's you know um uh, tombstone was entertaining as hell the costumes were great everything was great the dialogue it was it it fucking entertained me and 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 the costner one just there were some of some of it did but it was just you know and i don't think he's that good of an actor uh i don't know (laughs) and i don't like the casting of that one either that much like michael madsen and some of the other i I don't know i just didn't just didn't get it over for for me um this one i think is pretty good and it covers mostly the the movie is the uh Wyatt Earp's like vengeance ride or whatever um, after the OK Corral, and I like Robards. I like you know Robert Ryan. The cast is is really good in this and everything. Uh, it's not a five star or anything, but I still enjoy watching it every once in a while. It's, to me, it's a classic. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I haven't seen that forever, and I loved Val in that. Um, Robert Downey Jr. That was like a a big comeback for him in that one, <coughs> and he was really funny. That was a good script too. I'm gonna have to look up some information on that. I've been going now on here now right at two hours, and again, you know, um, I was just kind of wanting to you know get back into it a little bit more here and uh, and. Um, and then maybe go on from here and start doing some shows. I have never done the technical side of this as far as posting it and everything, and that's another reason. Uh, right now, like I'm gonna, like I just hit it two hours right now, and I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, you know sign off because I want to. You know, Loaf sent me all the directions and everything that I need to do to actually post this and get it up and get it running. Uh, I've never tried it before. Like I said, I've I've taken. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to need a whole week to fucking do it. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, kind of get back on track and uh, maybe start doing some shows. We'll see how difficult it is, uh, and if I get um, discouraged trying to post this hopefully it'll go up nice and easy and we'll get it out to your ear holes and um and again like i said i i there for a while 
if I, I, I have it on silver and gold because I always post everything that I watch, but I watch so many of these noir movies um, from like the uh, 40s and 50s, you know, maybe early 60s over the past uh, several months that uh, they all kind of ran together. And now for me to go back and look at, um, write them all down and try and talk about them, uh, it's going to be hard to remember because I was watching one after the other, after the other three or four a day. And it's going to be hard for me to be fresh and remember what the, uh, what, what, um, the storyline is for each and every one of them so i may go back and kind of refresh a little bit on that but we'll probably just start from here if i if we can continue on start watching some movies and uh you know keeping track of everything and putting out something every week but anyway uh if you hear this and it gets posted uh hopefully it will um i'll i'm going to uh try and get off my ass and uh uh, I actually sat in this chair for two hours and I my leg isn't numb and I feel pretty good. So um, we'll hopefully have some more stuff for you and hopefully something that's a little bit more structured. But anyway, people, if you hang in there and I'll post on uh, maybe on Gentleman's Guide and post on Silver and Gold that uh, if I get this up and get it out that uh, it's going to be back up and running because I know sometimes when you have a podcast you listen to and they stop posting for a while you either delete it or you know because nothing's going to come back up anymore but um, hopefully you all are well and um, I'll also um, try and check on our email uh, so you if you want to you can send some emails and uh, and I'll uh, I haven't even looked at the email uh, or logged into it I don't even know if we still have it and uh, hopefully we can maybe get some feedback there and, and uh, answer questions and stuff like that on the air again. That's always fun. Anyway, uh, this is Dr. Zom of Silver and Gold Podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you all soon. Have a good one.